are one nation under God, and we need to stand up and take that back. You know, I mean, we need to pray like we've never prayed before. This nation we have seen in the last two years change so much. And it's us Christians who have to stand up, pray, and be heard. I remember as a little girl when John F. Kennedy came into um, being president, and we no longer was praying in school. All of that was taken out during those years. And now you don't dare even mention the word of God as a teacher or you can get in trouble. And there's no pledge and allegiance to the flag. It all starts with one little thing and then it just snowballs. If Christians don't stand up and be heard, we're going to fall under the fact that we're no longer under God. And I don't want to be here. I don't know about you. Because this is founded under the Lord. This is founded under God. So today, I'm going to give a little bit of a history lesson here and there. Some of my teaching skills come out quite a bit. I love history, and um, this is a day to give you some history. Happy birthday, America. How many years is it? 245 years. That isn't much in the reality of things. I mean, as anybody here over 60, you can recognize how many things have changed in 60 years. You know? And my, my, grandma, my great-grandmother lived to be 103, so she's seen a lot of things change in 100 years. And that's not those many years ago, the things that have changed. But our forefathers, in 1776, the Declaration of Independence was voted on, yes, by one vote. One makes a difference. It started with America. One vote got us to have the Declaration of Independence. So it takes one to make it happen. Amen. We all should be the one. Amen. When, this, when they signed this declaration, they knew they were signing a death warrant. That's how bad it was at that time. They were going against Great Britain. And it was surely going to be death upon them. They all, these guys weren't slums of the earth. They were businessmen. They were, they were good at what they did. They had good jobs. They had good money. They had families. But they were strong on receiving freedom based on Christian documents. Based on Christian documents. They based this freedom on the Bible, the Word of God. John Quincy Adams said, these documents of independence was based on a biblical principle of the Bible and based on the Ten Commandments. And now what do they want to do with the Ten Commandments? Take it out of the courthouses. They want to take things down. It was based on the Ten Commandments. That's where they got their base at. So 56 men signed the Declaration of Independence and the conviction resulted in untold sufferings for themselves and their families. Listen to this. Of the 56 men, five were captured by the British and tortured before they died. Because they signed this. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary War. Another had two sons captured. 
Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds of the hardship of war to make this nation free. We cannot emphasize too strongly or too often that this great nation is founded not on religion but on Christianity, on Jesus Christ. Did you know that John Adams didn't, he never owned slaves? He never owned slaves. He was rich. He could have. He just never owned slaves. He chose it as a matter of principle, is what he had always said. And this is a time everybody has slaves as normal to. He was the first president not to own slaves according to the historical things of, of the books. And, his, and the second one not to own slaves was his son, John Quincy Adams wasn't something they wanted to do. Adams lived to see exactly 50 years of American independence. And on July 4, 1826, on the 50th anniversary of Congress adoption of the Declaration of Independence, he died in his home in Quincy, Massachusetts. And five hours later, Jefferson's death was in Jefferson, in Virginia. The history of the people who founded America. We, we don't think about it enough. We go about our daily routines living with freedom and we don't think it, about it enough. And the men and women who are giving their lives every minute to keep us free. We don't think of it enough. We should. We should pray for these people all the time. The ones who have given their life for us and their families. The Declaration of Independence was adopted July 4th of 1776. And you know, um, I lived in Germany for three and a half years. And I, I was young, I was 18. Starting at 18, I lived over there. And it came 4th of July. Nobody celebrated over there the 4th of July. Think about it. Germany, Europe, why don't they celebrate the 4th of July? We Americans celebrate the 4th of July. They didn't get anywhere. They didn't celebrate it. You know, so as an American over there, it wasn't celebrated. You didn't see red, white, blue. You didn't see flags everywhere. And, and throughout my whole history lesson in high school, college, it never clicked in my head that, of course, they're not celebrating the 4th in Europe. <laughs> so, so if people are overseas, they don't get all of these festivities that we have here on the 4th. But some of the things that uh, the Congress did when they were declaring the independence was declaring this. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unlimitable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That was written, the pursuit of happiness. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs 2.6. Proverbs, second chapter, verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. When we look at happiness, 
there's a huge difference between contentment and happiness. There's a difference between knowledge and understanding. The Bible says here that the Lord gives us wisdom. He gives us knowledge. He gives us understanding. Those are three things we should always pray for because we might be smart but not have common sense to get out of the rain. You ever hear that one? My dad used to say that all the time, you know. And so you need understanding. You need wisdom. You might be wise, but if you don't have understanding, you're still no earthly good. So to have wisdom, to have understanding and knowledge is something the Lord gives us and something we need to pray for. There's six freedoms I want to talk about this morning that we must celebrate this July 4th and continue to hold on to. Six freedoms. First is the freedom to believe. Probably know where I'm going with this one. Our country continues to serve as a magnet for oppressed individuals who come to the United States for opportunity to capture their dreams. Many dream for a good job, good food, shelter for the family, but our government should not be relied upon as only resources to replace our faith in God. Our faith in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. 1 Timothy 6.13 Freedom to believe. We grow up believing we can be whoever we want to be. We grow up believing that we're going to have all these rights in America. If we don't hold truth to what we have now and continue praying, we're losing our rights. They're being taken from us. We've seen that during the last two years of the pandemic. Amen. The rights to go into store without a mask on. The rights to stand next to somebody and speak to them. We've lost the right to go visit our family and our relatives. And three years ago, I would have told you that never could have happened in America. And somehow it snuck in there, grabbed every one of us, and even closed our churches. We have to believe that we can stand up and be the one who kneels and prays and continues to seek God for this nation. So we continue to have the freedom. Our churches should never be closed for any reason. We should always have them open. And they should be filled. Number two, the freedom to live out our faith. In some countries, the mention of serving God or His Son means instant death. We know that to this day. Our forefathers recognized the Creator through their extension of certain God-given rights in the Declaration of Independence. Our faith is the most important of all, as it gives us the foundation and the assurance that God is in control of the world and chaos. When life seems out of control, seek the source of creation, God. He will give us the peace. We have that freedom of our faith. Number three, the freedom to worship, what we're doing today. Freedom to worship. We are allowed to choose to worship in any way we desire. God created us for fellowship, to be together, not to be separated. Our individual gifts are stronger when we join together. I was driving, it was about four years ago, I was driving down the interstate, and um, I went to a rest stop, as everybody does. Go to a rest stop, go to the bathroom, get something to drink, stretch your legs. And I walk in, and uh, I'm not sure what religion it was, but they had the blanket down on the ground. They had the cap on, and they were bowing down on the ground, and they had a little 
timer because it was third time. Huh? Islamic. Yeah. It was their time to worship their God. And I kind of stood there and looked at them and I thought, really bad that I wasn't standing there with the Bible worshiping my God. You know, I mean, that was right there in public. They didn't care. People, we walked around them. And they were free to do that. And I think we need to be more assertive, I think, sometimes. And there's been times I've been down to the courthouse and, and we do have uh, some people who would stand out there by a table and ask if they can pray for you and have their Bible out. And I think that's a wonderful thing. You know? I, I'm, we need to be more open with our religion, our God, the one true God. Number four, the freedom of prayer. Wherever, whenever in America we can pray. We can still open Congress with the word of prayer. We can still open the racetracks with the word of prayer. We can still open churches with the word of prayer. I'm grateful that we can pray anywhere and everywhere. You know, 10 millions profess Christianity, but do they openly acknowledge it and pray? Do they open acknowledge it and talk about Christ? Number five, freedom to vote. Does one vote make a difference? It did for the Declaration of Independence. As Christians, we should vote. We should vote. Uh, when I was in charge of Rock House Kids, we all had taken turns on the day of voting to go vote in all and come back and show our little sticker. And uh, that way, not everybody was gone at the same time. And, and one of my employees uh, didn't vote, you know. And I said, you didn't go vote? Ah, I ain't voting, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I have listened to you for one solid year talk about this person, that person in, in, in Congress. I have listened to you for one solid year talk about our, our president, our government, our mayor, all the things that need to be changed, and you didn't go vote. You are not allowed to talk to me any longer about any of this. You don't have the right. And he goes, how dare you say that to me? I said, how dare you not vote? Because your vote makes a difference to change these things. Amen. So we had a little discussion there. It didn't last long. He left shortly after that. But that's how I might, I have a relative that's very close to me that don't vote, but complains all the time. And again, if you don't vote, don't complain. You have the right to do something about it. Okay, that's my two cents. Take it or leave it. Not biblical is my two cents, okay? Since I got the microphone, I guess I'll get my two cents. Yeah. Number six. Huh? The express written opinion is yours and yours alone. It does not belong to anybody else. That's right. It is my opinion, but it's right. You know that. <laughs> okay, number six. The freedom of happiness. If you notice in the Declaration, one of the rights defines the pursuit of happiness. Isn't that cool to be in the Declaration of Independence, the pursuit of happiness? Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22 says we can have real joy in our life as we walk in the Holy Spirit. We don't have to pursue happiness. Rather, we can choose to live it out in the Spirit. When you're a Christian, you receive happiness in Jesus Christ. 
And that allows us to walk it out. So, we need prayer in our country. We need the Lord's wisdom and his blessing on this country. We face, as you well know, many difficulties and situations. We've faced them in the past, we're facing them now, and we probably will face them in the future. Let us continue to love our country. Let us stand up and be patriotic to our country, not just on July 4th, but always remember it. Amen. Let's seek God's face and dedicate time to the Lord in prayer. It was once said, I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. <laughs> Everybody says amen to that. But it is true. I would rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. Prayer changes things. It changes things. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Second Chronicles, we should probably all know this one. Second Chronicles, Chronicles seven fourteen. I used to have this on my wall. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them their sin and will heal their land. When 9-11 happened, this was a prayer on everybody's lips. We should never forget that. It's still true today. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That's the Lord speaking there. We are to humble ourselves and pray if we want things to change. We need prayer back in school. We need prayer and the Ten Commandments back in our government. Amen. We need it in our state capitals. We need it in the White House. Psalms 33, 12. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Important blank. <laughs> Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We've been blessed because God has been our Lord. But we have to make sure he stays our Lord to continue the blessings here in America. Just going to talk a, certain, uh, a few minutes about our flag here. And the colors. Do you know what the colors stand for? Does anybody know that one? I'm going to share it with you this morning. The red represents value. B-A-L-O-R, value. White represents purity. Blue represents justice. Pure and justice. That's the colors that we stand under. And briefly, I want to say 
seven things about America this morning. Number one, America provides an amazing good life for an ordinary guy. You can raise up from the streets and become a CEO. Number two, America offers more opportunity and social mobility than any other country, including the countries of Europe. I'm going to repeat that. America offers more opportunity and social mobility than any of the other countries. We're still in the lead on that one. Number three, work and trade are respectable in America, which is not true in other countries. Number four, America has achieved greater social equality than any other society. And we want to keep achieving that. Number five, people live longer and cooler lives in America. Isn't it amazing our average age here in America is 85, and some countries are still 50 or 60? Number six, in America, the destiny of a young of the young is not given to them, but is created by them. Okay, the destiny of the young is not given to them, but created by them. Companies hire the young people for their imaginariness because they can create new things and we can go forward. I mean, how many sitting here today can remember not having a microwave in their kitchen? <laughs> how many can sit here and, and remember a television that had a tube on it this big. Yeah. And you had to get up and change the channels. <laughs> that was the children's and the family's job to get up and change the channels. How many of us can remember a phone that had a cord on it? So long you could wrap around the kitchen kind of talking. These things have changed in our lifetime. And a car that you had to have a key to get into and turn on, like nowadays, is cutest cars everywhere. And they don't even necessarily run on gas. Things have changed because young people came in and they had the initiative and, and they had, you know, the, the one, two to change things and improve and improve and improve. We got it easy now. I mean, I remember my grandmother with an apron on because she cooked off. She had to go get the eggs from the chicken to make the eggs, you know. Had to butcher the hog to have the bacon, you know, and, and, and just to make breakfast. It was a huge ordeal. We'd go to McDonald's in two minutes and get a McMuffin and be on our way. Things have changed in just the last 50 years, but definitely the last 100 years. My great-grandmother who lived to 103, we couldn't go anywhere in an elevator because she wasn't going up and down in a box. It had to be a steps. If they didn't have steps, we didn't go there. She wasn't getting on no moving stairs. There was no way she was getting on moving stairs, escalators. So to the, we would take her to the bus station. We looked all over the place for steps. Airports, oh, she wasn't getting on no airplane. She was just seeing somebody off. But we couldn't go anywhere, couldn't even go shopping if there wasn't steps, but she refused to do that. And now, we don't think a thing about moving steps. We don't think a thing about being in an elevator. I was in a church one time that there was never going to be those words on the wall 
We're going to sing out of a songbook. There ain't going to be no words on the wall. Have we changed throughout everything we've lived in? And this is America. We get better and better and better, and yet we have this wonderful way of keeping some of the old memories. Number seven, last one. America has gone farther than any society in establishing equal rights. Isn't that amazing? Farther than any society establishing equal rights. So blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Amen. So at closing, I want to, did you get to see some? I want to stand up. And we're going to pledge allegiance to the flag. We're going to have the words on the wall if you don't know them. And then we're going to close out with prayer. Okay? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. All. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we keep you over our land. We unify with the people this morning to glory your name, Lord Jesus. We ask all the Christians to come together and believe in the great truth, Lord Jesus, that you are the God over this nation. Father God, be over the land, be over the people who serve in are in the military. Lord, be over the government. Lord, be over the land of America. Father, you are God. You are Lord, Lord Jesus. We ask that you would appoint strong, faithful men and women to serve this nation, Father God, for your people this morning. And we thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to have the freedom we have. And we continue to stand believing that we will continue to have freedom from this day forth. In your precious name, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 I wanted to be short on the force so you can go enjoy. And thank you. Thank you so much for coming. I got a video. Let's look at the video. I completely spaced that out. Thank you, see. So I kind of worked hard on the video. Give me one more minute. It's like a two-minute video.
the 13 United States of America, in response to England's oppression, declared independence.